sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. The conference finals for the second time in three years. Butler off the side of the rim. And again, out hustles all of the blue jerseys. And then a dagger. Three from the corner for Jimmy Butler. The lead is up to 20, the largest of the night. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to make this a referendum on James, okay? You know, we, we just could have played better. The ball could have moved more. I don't know. Did we have enough time to, to, to get our stuff in? I don't know that. I thought we did, honestly. I really did. But clearly we didn't. Marner. Matthews takes a spill. Here comes Hagel. Brandon Hagel to the slot. Shot taken. Campbell, what a You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, May 13. How about that? Friday the 13th. Uh, you guys are superstitious. I am uh, not. I don't think. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. ESPN, TBS with the call, then Doc Rivers after that embarrassing performance. Uh, by specifically James Harden and in general the Philadelphia 76ers as much to our chagrin they go down to defeat we'll get to that forcing a game seven in the NHL not forcing a game seven in the NBA uh, to the Harden ways the schedule is finally out lines are out for the NFL locked up and throw away the key and leave it to our dopey Miami Dolphins we'll get to all those stories plus your phone calls pyramid plays open parlays and of course opposite picks what's going on LLs, loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Friday morning here on the East Coast? Well, pretty much anywhere you're listening, it's got to be in the morning time since the East Coast is the furthest. So, uh, crazy night in sports last night. We got a busy schedule, NBA, NHL. Uh, we got some football news to get to as well and some WNBA news to get to. How about that? We'll begin in the NBA. You heard it there. Uh, Miami ripped Philadelphia in the city of brotherly love. 99-90. James Harden, the story. I, said, I, I love all these people that are hopping on the bandwagon now. All, all these guys, they think they're so-called experts, right? I'm, I'm watching the TV, and I'm reading the newspapers, and I'm reading the articles on the Internet, and they're all ripping Harden, and rightfully so. But it's like, where have you been? You know, where, where were you when he couldn't win in OKC? Where were you when he couldn't win in uh, Houston? Where were you when he couldn't win with the Brooklyn Nets. Where were you when he couldn't win here, couldn't win there? Where were you when he was alienating every single star player, whether it was Chris Paul or Dwight Howard or whoever it may have been? Uh, you know, obviously, James, uh, you know, uh, what's his face? The Kevin Garnett with the Nets as well. I mean, where have you guys been? It's so obvious now that the guy sucks and he's one of the biggest chokers in the history of the NBA. Now it's okay. You know, but over the last 10 years, when real guys were ripping him because we could foresee that this guy was nothing but a loser, 
uh, then then we were the uh, the outcasts. But now all of a sudden it's politically okay, correct to rip James Harden. Well, welcome to the bandwagon, good folks. Eleven stinking points last night. Two shots. Two shots in the second half. How is that possible? You know, it's like a seven foot center getting four rebounds. We talk about that all the time. How is it possible? You're the biggest guy in the court. You got uh, basically seventy five to hundred missed shots a game, and you're getting two or three or four rebounds. I mean, it's it's all about desire. Same thing with James Harden. You got the basketball every single freaking possession for Philadelphia. Every possession, you're bringing the ball up the court, and somehow or another, with the ball, you manage to take two stinking shots in the second half. Eleven points, nine assists, not bad. But you know what? You're not there for for your assist. You're you're not. I mean that, that's just disgraceful. It just is. But that's James Harden, and that you know whether he's fat, whether he's out of shape, whether he wants to get the head coach fired. You pick your little scenario. You know he has Mike D'Antoni as the assistant coach. He was the head coach when he was in Houston. The GM in Philadelphia, uh, Tory uh, Darrell is is the uh, GM when they were in the with the Houston Rockets. Uh, Moray. So it all lines up for Harden and the Sixers to lose. Doc Rivers get fired. Bring in uh, his. Guy Mike D'Antoni, who's sitting there, you know, on the on the sidelines there, and uh, with Moray being your GM, and you were the GM at Houston, it's the, it's the perfect scenario. It is, but who knows whether that happens or not? Harden's got a forty-seven and a half million dollar player option for next year. Really, it's up to Moray in Philadelphia, right? I mean, if, if they tell him, listen, we're going to re-sign you. You can get a max. He's eligible for a max five-year, $270 million contract. You'd have to be nuts. I mean, over $50 million a year, basically $55 million a year, 54 to be exact, $54 million for James Harden after he put forth that dog effort in this playoffs. You got to be crazy. I, I just wouldn't do it. I, I just wouldn't. I would just say, you know what? Addition by subtraction. But Moray loves him. D'Antoni, I'm sure, loves him, wants to be the head coach there. So that, that may exactly be what happens, despite him playing like crap last like, like the, uh, last night. I mean, how do you take two shots? Two shots in an elimination game at home when you're being asked to be the main man because Embiid, he tried 7-24 last night. You, you know, listen, you can't criticize him. The guy's playing with a busted face and a busted thumb. Uh, it's the one time I think we'll all feel sorry for Doc Rivers because he's probably going to get fired. Although there's some talk about the LA Lakers uh, wanting to hire him. But uh, the story really today is James Harden just playing like a dog last night, like a complete dog, a, a dead dog. Miami wins. They advance on to the Eastern Conference Finals against Milwaukee or Boston. We'll talk about that game next. Opposite picks just getting underway right here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Seeds the rules, and Luka Doncic is one of those players. I like when people just talk to me. Uh, gets me going. Uh, you know, it's it's fun, man. It's basketball. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of trash talking, and I like it. It's fun for me. Uh, uh, it's competitive basketball, and I like it. So it's fun for me. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Uh, that's uh, Luka Doncic last night as the uh, Mavs and Luka dethroned the uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, 113 to 86, forcing a Game Seven of their uh, Western Conference semifinals. Uh, the call there is heard on ESPN as uh, they won this one basically from start to finish. Really has it. We talked about it <clears throat> and it continued again last night. It's not been a great postseason as far as the NBA is concerned. Ton of blowouts, uh, really outside of a handful, and I literally mean a handful of games. It has been just double digit win after double digit win after double digit win. It's really amazing. And last night, you know, maybe just maybe you were thinking Philadelphia was going to make a run. They never really did. Same thing with Phoenix last night, never really did. Same thing with Golden State the two nights ago. You know, I mean, just on and on and on. And I keep track of a lot of stats. I don't keep track of how many double digit victories there have been, but. I'm telling you, way more than single digit, even though Miami did officially win by nine last night. That they were leading by, you know, 15, 20 points most of the fourth quarter. So uh you talk you want to talk about dogs. I mean, listen, we got some of the biggest dog playoff dogs in the playoffs this year, and they're, they're living up to their nick uh, moniker. Uh Harden and Chris Paul, 13 points last night, which doesn't sound that bad, but it is when a lot of that was garbage and when your team is crying out. Like, really, a Phoenix, to me, is more a marvel of how well they played in the regular season than how good they are when Chris Paul doesn't play like a superstar. You know, when Chris Paul plays like a mere NBA mortal, you know, they're really not that good. Who do they have? Jay Crowder? Okay, he's pretty good. Uh, Mikhail Bridges? You know, okay, he's okay. You know, Aiton should be a hell of a lot better than what he is, but they refuse to throw in the basketball. And Booker's obviously very good. And then you got Paul. So it's, it's like you have two players. You have a really good player in Booker, and then you have two half a really good players at Aiton and Paul. And other than that, that's it. You know, Crowder, Bridges, those guys are a dime a dozen. Their bench isn't anything special. So I look at that team and I say, how the hell did they finish with the best record in the NBA? Because I'm watching them play day in, day out, and quite frankly, they're just not that good. They, they, they just, you know, who's underperforming? Crowder? No, oh, he got his nine points. That's basically what he averages. Bridges? All right, he got seven last night. Should have played better, but he's not a, uh, you know, a a 20-point score. Aiton got his 21 points. Booker underperformed with only 19, but it is what it is, and it's Chris Paul. And, you know, Paul averages about 16, so he didn't come far from his total. It, they're just, uh, I, I don't know. They, they, they played great. Give them all the credit in the world, but... I just don't perceive them as being that special of a team. And, and Chris Paul, when he plays like he's been playing over the last two weeks, I don't know what the hell happened to him after the first two games, but he was playing like crap in games three and four. They were able to win big second half in game five. And then last night, four of seven, uh, good for 13 points, minus 14 plus minus rating. How do you take seven shots? I, I don't understand. Yeah, you, Seven shots, really? That, that That's it? He's got to be more aggressive. They need him to be a scorer. And that's the problem, I suppose, with the Phoenix Suns. And if he doesn't score when they need him to be the scorer, they don't win. The Bridges and Crowders and Biombos and Johnsons of the world, you know, those are so far secondary players that they're not like the Chris Middletons of the world who, you know, even the Brunson this postseason that can really put 15, 20 points on the board. If you ask me, I could do it you know, once every other game or so. Those guys, they don't have that ability. They just don't. So Dallas can win game seven. Um, would I bet them on the money line? Be curious to see what the line is. In fact, uh, let me check on FanDuel right now and see if it's out. It probably is. I'm guessing without looking Phoenix, it's been six, five, six. So that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, six. There you go. 
Uh, you know, Dallas uh, getting six at home against uh, or on the road against uh, Phoenix uh, Sunday night. That's the Sunday late night one. And then you got uh, two later on tonight that we'll get into here in a second. And that's it. Um, so I would not be shocked. I, I would really, these road teams, whether it's Memphis tonight, whether it's Dallas or obviously Boston, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them actually won. But Chris Paul, I mean, man. You talk about just a dog. That's been this. Uh, we got no LeBron. We got no Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we may have no Boston Celtics after this uh, round. Uh, a Miami-Milwaukee Eastern Conference final is not going to get it done. And you know what's funny? With, with Luka, if they were to win, you know, everyone talked about the Atlanta Hawks, you know, after their great run last year, maybe being the new face of the franchise. People talked about the New York Knicks, uh, high expectations for the Chicago Bulls this year with all the moves they made this offseason. Uh, you know, John Morant clearly with the Memphis Grizzlies, the teacups are playing, we played great basketball down the stretch. All like all these fresh new faces in the NBA, right? And lo and behold, even though nobody gave him any credit, even though he's great, I mean, it may end up being Luca's come out party. Not that we didn't know about Luca, I get that, but just the Dallas Mavericks and the team and just him and Dallas really becoming the face of the NBA. Might happen. They win tomorrow night. Uh, you know, it would be a Dallas... Could you imagine a Dallas-Memphis Western Conference Final? Ugh. I mean, you talk about really turning the page on the old guys. That would be turning the page. Uh, Miami, Milwaukee, no one's going out of the way to watch Miami. You know, we all want to watch the Greek freak who's really not Greek, okay. But no one's going out of their way really at this point to watch Dallas uh, and even John Morant and, and Memphis. They're not. They're just – and the way the games have been so awful and people turning away left and right. Saw a stat the, where attendance was down like 15%, 20% all around the NBA this year, even though they raised the prices. Think one has to do with the other? Perhaps. So tonight we got Boston at Milwaukee, and we got Memphis at Golden State. Bucks laying a, uh, a point and a half, and then Golden State laying eight, which is down from the eight and a half it was. Hockey last night, Tampa Bay survives, beats Toronto 4-3 in overtime. They get a late goal uh, midway through the second period anyway to tie it at three. Then they win it in the uh, end of uh, uh, the first overtime, forcing a game seven. Boston beats up Carolina 5-2. to two. They force a game seven, and Edmonton wins in L.A. 4 to two and they force a game seven the only series that ended last night was st louis over minnesota five to one they win that series in six the wild uh they were they were the uh cinderella team for a lot of people but boy they just didn't play well just didn't play well in that series so we got three game sevens how great is that and tonight we got a bunch of game sixes i'm guessing at least two will be forcing a game seven two of the uh, teams down three games to two you got the Rangers down 3-2 at Pittsburgh. Probably no Sidney Crosby. I fully expect the Rangers to win this one. You know, ultimately, that third-string goaltender for Pittsburgh is still a third-string goaltender. Uh, Florida, uh, big monster, minus 180 favorite at Washington. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Capitals win. And then Calgary is, is a big favorite. The same thing at Dallas with the Flames up 3-2. Wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the Stars uh, win. So I, I'm guessing... Two out of Rangers, Washington, Dallas will win, which means we will have five game sevens. Boy, you know, we haven't had a lot of close NHL playoff games, but it's the antithesis of the NBA. At least we have game sevens. And boy, nothing more exciting than watching a hockey game seven. It really, it can be nerve wracking and just one mistake. And uh, will they call penalties? Won't they? Generally speaking, you bet unders. All unders in game sevens. Love, I told you yesterday. 
But I tell you, about betting uh, overs in elimination games. Love betting overs in elimination games unless uh, it's a game seven. So last night, uh, it ended up going two and two. So we had the over in the Bruins game hit. We had the over in the uh, second game, uh, Tampa Bay-Toronto hit. Unfortunately, we came up uh, a goal short in Edmonton, L.A., in St. Louis and Minnesota. So my system, yeah, two and two. But I would still do it, uh, even in tonight's uh, three games. Bet the over. Except uh, you can't bet an over in a Calgary-Dallas game. That's the only one you could New York, Pittsburgh, yes, and Florida, Washington, I would uh, as well. All right, uh, pyramid plays and open parlays and phone calls coming up next. Opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. He signed, and I knew, you know, that uh, he was going to be a great fit for this team. Fly ball, deep right, going back, Engel on the track. See ya! Another home run for Stanton. A two-run shot, and the Yankees take a 5-3 lead. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. That you are, uh, 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number. Yes, network with the hall Stan- uh, with the call, Stanton and uh, Judge, home runs left and right. Uh, boy, this is the stanky team, I must admit. What were they doing as an underdog yesterday? And that, that is just nuts. Sometimes you get a kick out of the boys in Vegas, uh, giving you free winners like that. I mean, uh, my goodness, I hate the Yankees as much as the next guy, but if you want to give me plus 140 like they were dogs yesterday, uh, despite being 15 and two their last 17 games now 16 and two i'll take that any day of the week they're on fire this is the team that you know we all kind of feared that these guys would actually start hitting like the it says they should on the back of their bubblegum cards they went again yesterday going away scored about eight runs at the top of the ninth inning or 10th inning or whatever it was and it turned a 7-7 game into a 16-7 victory Amazing. Uh, they're, they're dangerous. So that is for sure. Oh, it's going to be a long summer with the Mets winning and the Yankees winning. Good, good gravy. Uh, it's just going to be a long, long oh, don't even get me started. All right. Pyramid plays. Oh, by the way, uh, the football, I must hand it to the NFL. Yeah. Listen, they've been a pain in the ass with this schedule. No two ways about it, right? Uh, the dribs and drabs on Monday, you know, letting us know which games are going to be played over in Europe. And then on uh, Tuesday it was okay. The, the middle game of the, uh, the first three games on Thanksgiving. Then it was, okay, here's a, we're not going to have a Monday night football in the first weekend. It's going to be the second weekend. Here's one of the games. Hey, they had like four or five stories. Just, you know, we were saying it all. We just give us the freaking schedule. Will you please? We, we know the games anyway. All you have to do is just look up and it showed you who was playing who. You just didn't know where and when. So we finally, 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 finally got that last night. And I got to tell you, I got a lot of people that emailed me and tweeted me, and I agree 100% with these guys. It's only a matter of time before they make this a special. What do you mean? I mean, can't you see it? The way they sell out the draft, right? Can't you see cities now bidding for the rights to broadcast, a, you know, a one- or two-hour TV revealing schedule show on a pick-a-night Wednesday night? 
right? Why would they do that? It's the NFL. Why would they do that? Would, would you, Toby? Uh, to make money. And if you're New York or Philadelphia or Boston or what, maybe even one of the, uh, I hate to say lesser cities, but smaller cities in the NFL, if you're Jacksonville or Seattle uh, or, or one of the others that are trying to get some notoriety, you know, it, wouldn't you want to host a, a, a NFL schedule revealing show? It might not be as big as the draft. I get that. But I got to tell you, you could do it up pretty big. One thing with the NFL, absolutely. Uh, if they can make money on it, they will do it. And I could easily, easily see Jacksonville, home of the 2023 NFL schedule unveiling party. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So and then you have all the matches all being released. So I will say this about the NFL also. They do know how to do it right. I mean, did you look at the first? I didn't break down the entire schedule. I, I'm so pissed off about how they did this. I just kind of alienated it. But I did look at the opening weekend. You talk about, you know, again, the antithesis of college football, which has like a Topeka High versus a Louisiana Lafayette to open up their season. The NFL's first weekend has Buffalo against the champion L.A. Rams. Great game, right? Uh, Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. Great rivalry, Okay. Miami and New England, I know that might not be good nationally, but uh, big rivalry in the uh, AFC East for sure. You have uh, the Raiders and Chargers, uh, you know, former L.A. Raiders and Oakland Raiders and Chargers, and uh, that, that should be a great game. You got uh, Kansas City and Arizona, pretty good game. Green Bay, Minnesota, halfway decent game anyway. Sunday night, you got uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowgirls. And then to top it all off, your Monday night game, you got Denver at Seattle, which you would think on the surface, uh, would no big deal, but don't forget, that's Russell Wilson's first game as a Denver Bronco. And lo and behold, they make him open up the Denver Bronco-Russell Wilson era at his former team the Seattle Seagirls. <clears throat> now, if you think that it was done by accident or coincidental, or they put that game into a hat and said, let's just draw it out and see where it comes out. No, 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 no. Uh, the NFL does not operate that way. Uh, NFL, the things are done for a reason in the NFL. So you got some, uh, you know, decent games there for sure. And the headliners, you know, the Denver, Seattle, uh, the, the Sunday night, Tampa Bay, Dallas, obviously pretty good. And then they open up with the uh, Buffalo and the LA Rams. So not bad, man. Not, not a bad little schedule. Four o'clock games, you have Raiders, Chargers, Giants, Titans. Not sure why that's at four o'clock. Uh, Kansas City Cardinals, Green Bay, Minnesota. That's weird. Who are the Jets playing? Jets are playing um, Buff, uh, Baltimore. So I guess they didn't. Yeah, they only put Jets and um, Giants on at the same time. So they had to put one at four. So a lesser of two evils, I suppose. So that's why that's a four o'clock game. But that's not good because if you're in the New York market, that means you're not going to be able to watch all those other games. Raiders, Chargers in particular, which should be a pretty good game. Uh, my father-in-law is not going to be happy about not being able to watch Kansas City and Arizona since that's a four o'clock game uh, as well. So the New York market's going to miss out on Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes and the, the Chargers and, and Raiders with all those new faces in those two teams just because of the uh, Jets and Giants little snafu. Interesting, but yeah, the NFL, uh, we finally got the schedule out. All right, let's uh, let's pick some winners here. <clears throat> let's go over yesterday's action first up. Our pyramid plays. 
Uh, we took we took a uh, we took a hit with Philadelphia. I can't believe it. I, I really I'm very surprised uh, that the 76ers lost. I I knew one of the two were going to win, and I just gave Phoenix a little bit more credit than I did um, you know the uh, Miami Heat to win on the road. So we went with Philadelphia. That was a loser. Over 25 and a half points in B. That was a loser. He had 20. He tried seven to 24, but he just didn't have it. Uh, we hit with Tampa Bay minus the 130 on the ice. We lost with the shots on goal, which is rare. Two and a half, David Perron for uh, St. Louis. He only had two. First time all series, he had two shots on goal. That sucks. And then the Dodgers last night lost to Philadelphia 9-7. to Weird game. They were down 7-1. They came back and tied it and had runners on second and third, one out in the eighth inning, and they couldn't score again. And Philadelphia scores twice, and they win at 9-7. to So tough loss for L.A. And then we lost our play of the day, which was going to be our shots on goal guy with Perron for uh, St. Louis. So not a great day yesterday uh, with our numbers. But that's okay. We'll rebound today. Best NBA play? Listen, we did it last night with Carolina. Every once in a while, when you're a fan of the team, you have to, that they come to you and ask for help. So the Celtics have come to me and they've asked for help. They said, Scott, you got to bet on uh, Milwaukee. I'm like, yeah, I want to root for you guys. Yeah, but, you know, if you root for us, that means you're going to bet on us, right? And that means we're going to lose because you're the Wetzel Black Cloud. So they, they called, they begged, they emailed, they texted, they tweeted. So this is going to be the one. Uh, we're not going to be able to help you Celtics in game seven, but we'll get you to a game seven. We're betting Milwaukee minus the one and a half tonight. Also going to go over 27 and a half points. Steph Curry, our best prop. No way he doesn't get 28 points after that blowout loss in game five. No way. Hockey best play. A lot of good games. Game sixes. Uh, I think ultimately over six and a half goals, Rangers and Penguins. You got a third string goaltender and you got a goaltender for the Rangers who couldn't stop snow uh, from coming down in, in Alaska. So uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. So we're, we're going to get seven goals for sure. Best props over three and a half minus 160, Alex Ovechkin. Now, he's not had a prolific series here with his shots on goal. He's had four one time and then three the others, and then one time two, I believe. So they've done a good job on him, but ultimately, Capitals facing elimination, no way this guy doesn't get four shots on goal. No freaking way. Best baseball play, Stankies. Gary Cole on the hill. He, uh, he found the secret substance. Uh, minus 175, little pricey, but 16 and two, you got to play him over the White Sox. And if you're only going to play one, again, the Black Cloud, uh, Milwaukee, laying the one and a half points against uh, Boston. That'll be our one play of the day. Uh, shots on goal. Last night, a rare, 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 rare hit. Uh, we only went six and nine. I, I can't believe that uh, because I was so confident heading into these games. I really I loved the card last night. But uh, a lot of close losses that didn't happen. So we are now 256 up, 178 down. Took a hit to our profits, but still up $4,800. Today, we'll go with the usual suspects. Once FanDuel brings the odds out, I'll post them on the website. So check them out on the hockey page. And uh, but it's uh, you know going to be the usual for the most part the, the usual guys. Our baseball plays we didn't have any yet. Well, we had one. It was the makeup for the game before, but otherwise all the new series start today. So uh, and we ended up losing that one with the Twinkies. So we're we're down uh, seven thirty seven. If you're a hundred dollar player, we're going to go with four series this weekend. San Diego at Atlanta. They're getting a buck thirty tonight. 
St. Louis at home against San Francisco. They're getting a buck 105. Baltimore at Detroit. I think they're going to be live dogs. It's a pick em series, and you're going to get odds with the Orioles. And then Miami's going to be home dogs against Milwaukee. They're getting a buck 30 today. So we'll play those four this weekend San Diego all weekend long, St. Louis all weekend long, Baltimore all weekend long, and then Miami. Uh, we've had some fun here with our If Lightning Strikes parlay. Haven't hit it, but we've had some fun. Uh, didn't have one yesterday because there really weren't that many monster uh, dogs. So we are 0 for 16, minus 80 bucks, 5 times 16. So today we're going to use the Grizzlies at 3 to 1, Capitals at plus 150, Dallas Stars plus 140, and the Philadelphia Phillies at plus 194. If lightning strikes and all these bad teams actually win, our $5 pays $348. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Opposite picks and open parlays coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils. Get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio. Opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why I like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, three and four yesterday, not too awful. Uh, 162 up, 190. Down though, as uh, we continue to try and work our way back to profitability. All right, we got a seven pack of games. We're going to start with the NBA. Milwaukee laying a point and a half at home against Boston. You know, I'm off the Celtics bandwagon and uh, they win. I jump on the Celtics bandwagon and they lose. So, you know what? Uh, let's not make this harder than it has to be, as we like to say. I'm a Celtic fan. I want them to win, so I'm officially off the Celtic bandwagon. In fact, I do love the Milwaukee Bucks at home, laying only a point and a half. I know Boston's won twice in Milwaukee, but what are the odds of the defending champs losing three times at home? Love the Bucks here. Yeah, give me the Celtics plus the one and a half. Pick number two, Memphis uh, getting eight at Golden State. You know, I know the whole world's going to be on Golden State after their ass-kicking by the Grizz in game five. But you know what? I'd rather be on the side of Vegas than the whole world. Uh, really, I love Memphis to at least cover this monster spread. They had the second, third best against the spread record on the road in the NBA this year. No reason to think they can't hang with Golden State. You know, they hung with Golden State game one when they were playing on one day's rest. Uh, they beat Golden State game two. Uh, you know, they did get blown out that one game that John Moran got hurt. But other than that, it's been a close series or Memphis has won these games outright. Pivotal game, obviously, life on the line. I know they played great, and the tendency is, again, to go against teams like that, but I've just seen this club respond in uh, crazy situations way too often this year. I love Memphis getting eight points. Uh, give me Golden State minus the eight. Pick number three. 
NHL, Penguins plus 110 versus the New York Rangers. All right, New York had its moment in the sun uh, in game five. Back to reality as goalie Igor Shesterkin still played like crap in that win. Gave up three soft goals. He figures to give up at least that many at Pittsburgh. Penguins, meanwhile, will roar. They're going to play without Sidney Crosby more than likely, but that's okay. They've won a ton of games over the last couple of years. He's had a number of injuries, including concussion, which he's probably dealing with here, so I don't expect him to play, but that's okay. Like I said, at home, they got to win the series. Pittsburgh does. I love the Penguins getting odds, plus 110. Give me the Rangers, uh, minus the 130. Pick number four, Florida, the Panthers, minus 180 at Washington. You know, I'd love to see the Capitals win and extend this series. Love game sevens, but after these back-to-back brutal losses, man, I just think they're gassed. You know, they're leading by a goal, two minutes left to go, game four. They give up that lead, lose in overtime. That's a gut puncher. Then game five, they're actually up 3-0 in the second period, and they blow that lead and end up losing 5-3. to But those are just two tough losses, and that's asking just too much for a club to overcome those things. Plus, the Panthers are an NHL best 24-17 on the road this year, while the Capitals, oddly enough, were only 19-22 and at home, which is weird. It's the perfect storm for the Panthers. Love Florida here. Eh, give me the Capitals, plus the 160. Pick number five, Mets laying a run and a half versus Seattle. I mean, how can't you like the Mets, right? They play a Seattle team that has lost 12 of its last 15 games. This team damn near made the postseason last year, and now they can't get out of their own shadow. I mean, 3-12 and 12 their last 15. Mets, meanwhile, have the best record in the National League. The perfect storm for New York, which, oh, by the way, bury the lead. Has 4-1 Max Scherzer on the hill as well. Mets at home, you got to lay the run and a half. Love the Mets here. Uh, Give me the Mariners plus the one and a half runs. Pick number six, Yankees uh, laying a buck uh, 80 against the White Sox. Both clubs red hot entering this series, but the Stankies just a little bit hotter. Winning again last night. They are now 15 and two. Check that 16 and two, uh, including eight and two on the road. Uh, they're, they're just unbelievable. They're the way they're winning these games left and right. White Sox, meanwhile, playing well late as well. But, you know, they're only 4-7. and seven, Their last 11 home games, including last night's loss. So, love, 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 love the Yankees here. Uh, give me the White Sox plus the 150. Pick number uh, seven. WNBA action. Yeah, the LLs are back. Uh, Washington Mystics laying seven and a half versus the Dallas Wings. The real Mystics team is here, folks. Elena Deladone returns to the team after missing most of last year with a bunch of injuries. Mystics back to being one of the best teams in the league as they were a couple of years ago. They're 3-0. Dallas is 0-1. They stunk last year, did Dallas. It looks like they're going to stink again this year. They finished under 500 out of the postseason. Love Washington. Washington at home, laying only seven and a half. Uh, Give me the Dallas Wings, plus the seven and a half. Opposite picks, a little NBA action. The Celtics, plus one and a half at Milwaukee. Warriors laying eight versus Memphis. Hockey action, Rangers minus 130 at Pittsburgh. Capitals, plus 160 at home against Florida. Mariners, plus a run and a half against the Red Hot Mets and Max Scherzer. White Sox, plus 150 against the uh, equally Red Hot Stankies. 
and uh, Garrett Colo, by the way, and uh, the Dallas Wings in a WNBA plus seven and a half against uh, the 3-0 Washington Mystics. Opposite picks for this, uh, what are we, Friday the 13th. How about that? Good luck, folks. Anybody uh, superstitious out there? I didn't realize it was going to be Friday the 13th until uh, last night when I was doing the opposite picks on in-game live. And I said, uh, you know, all these picks are for tomorrow, Friday the 13th. And I'm like, oh, how about that? So I am not really too, I mean, little, goofy little things, superstitious, but not like, oh, my God, it's Friday the 13th. I can't go out or, oh, I see a black cat. Where's the ladder? You know, none of that dopey stuff. You know, uh, just the, the way I walk around or whatever and then just do things around the house. If I did something successful, I'll do it again that way. That, but that, that doesn't pertain to, like, some of the major superstitions. So, uh, no, not, not really superstitious. Uh, we do like a little bit of luck, though. And uh, luck, uh, hopefully, is on our side tonight with our picks. So, uh, last left you with the If Lightning Strikes. Uh, so, Memphis Grizz, Capital Stars, Phillies. All monster odds are $5. If lightning strikes, parlay will hit uh, 348 bucks. Let's see if we can get that one. All right, our open team 16 parlay we lost last night with the 76ers. It was our fourth leg to 617 bucks to win 560 down the drain. Man, I can't believe the Sixers lost. I'm really surprised. So uh, we got to wipe that one off the board, number 27. So we start with number 28 all over again. We're actually going to use two games tonight. No law says you can't have two of these open parlays. So, first one, like I said, Celtics uh, begged, cried, and pleaded for us to uh, put the black cloud on them. So, we're going to put the black cloud on the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to start an open parlay. Milwaukee money line. Not even, we're not even going to risk winning by one. Uh, we're going to go Milwaukee minus 118 money line. It's 100 bucks to win 85 It's only costing us $5. If you lay the run and a half, it would be $100 to win 90 So, you know what? For 5 bucks, I'm not going to take a chance on this. My luck, our luck, the dopey bucks will win by one, right? So, if you're going to do the black cloud, you got to do the black cloud without any, you know, thing getting in your way. So, Milwaukee laying minus 118 right now on FanDuel, $100 to win 85 That is our open parlay number 28. First of a six-legger, if we we win we take that $85 and then we bet it on something tomorrow and then we just roll keep on rolling it over uh six times uh, we, we do it six times so we were on our fourth leg last night with the one uh but we're going to start another one as well uh, we're going to go with the New York Mets laying a run and a half even money versus Seattle Scherzer on the hill at home Seattle making that long west coast to east coast trip tough spot for them they're playing lousy baseball anyway three and 12 like I said last 15 games uh, I, I'm pretty confident the Mets. I know they played yesterday afternoon in Washington, but that's not a far trip. Plenty of time to get back acclimated here to New York. So I, $100 to win 100 on the Mets at even money, uh, having to win by two runs or more. So that'll be open parlay number 29. Our $25 quarter of a unit now. Remember, we've dropped this down from a half a unit to a quarter of a unit. Underdog open parlay. Got to go with one of the hockey games. Uh, you know, I, I thought about Pittsburgh. But eh, I want to put the black cloud on the, on the Rangers. Thought about Washington, uh, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars. We'll take the Stars plus the 140 at home against Calgary. 25 to win, 35 to try and extend the series. I think there's a halfway decent shot they do. It's been a pretty even series. Um, you know, they're a good team, a good team at home. Calgary's a terrific team. I get that, but not quite playing great, great hockey this series. So Dallas Stars plus the 140 at home against uh, the Calgary Flames is our underdog open parlay number one. So we got to uh, start these all over again, obviously. Um, 
Updating our stats here. NBA unders last night, another 2-0. and It's amazing. 45 and 26 now. 45 unders, 26 overs. 27 and 7 in the Eastern Conference. 34 games in the Eastern Conference postseason, and 27 have gone under. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, favorites last night went 1-1. Uh, one and one. So it's 49 up, 20 down, straight up, 39, 29, and 1 against the spread. Uh, NHL favorites uh, had a pretty good day last night. Uh, 3-0 and with one game, St. Louis, Minnesota, pick them. So favorites in the NHL are now 50, uh, excuse me, 27 up and 15 down with that one pick them game. Over-unders, 2-2 two two yesterday, so 27 up, 15 down. So it started to even itself out a little bit, um, 12 games more going over. Score first and win, I believe, all four last nights. Um, you know, I update the stats, and I don't put uh, sometimes the day it was record. Let me just go to the board there. I think uh, Boston scored first, win. Tampa scored first, win. Blues scored first. Yep, uh, Edmonton. So all four teams have scored first, won yesterday. That's now 33-10. and 33-10, and 10, you score first. So all you in-game live players, which uh, we all do at night, man, it's tough. You don't have that many comebacks this year. Uh, over third period, another good night for that if you continue to play that. 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, yesterday over third periods. Now 31-11 in the postseason. One goal games, we did have the one, uh, you know, the overtime game, but that's it. So... Right now, eight one-goal games, 35 two goals or more. Eight out of 43 games. Teams leading after the second period. We had a bunch of ties last night. Let's see, Bruins were leading, they won. Toronto was leading, they lost, one and one. Blues leading, they won. And uh, Oilers leading, they won. So we went three and one with that. Teams leading after the uh, second period now. 28 winners, six losers, and nine games were tied. So only six times has the team that was trailing after two come back to win. And it's so different than what it was in the NHL uh, in a regular season. It's amazing how that thing is just completely flipped. They just, we're not having these great comebacks. Hasn't been a great postseason in the NHL either. A little bit better, though, in the, uh, than the NBA, but uh, not in the uh, NHL. Tough news to hear about Bryce Harper. Guy hits a home run last night, so it's obviously not affecting him that much, but he's got a small UCL tear in his arm. He can't throw for another month or so, they're saying, but he can still play via DH, and uh, lo and behold, the guy hits a home run last night. Amazing. All right, a couple of other stories that we didn't have time to delve into. We'll check out that. few more winners on the baseball diamond as well. Opposite picks right here at Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. 
Before we close up shop, I didn't have time because it came out late last night and, uh, well, 8 o'clock last night and I was working. Uh, I'll look a little more into the NFL schedule. A couple things I did notice, though. Uh, you had the three Christmas Day games. We, we knew that. Uh, Miami Green Bay is one of them. We, we kind of figured that. So we had the bulk of the games that weekend being on Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Uh, we do have football Sunday, January 1st. Uh, which is interesting only because I, if I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say when I asked, how come NFL doesn't have a Friday night package instead of playing Thursday, maybe even Friday or just in addition to Thursday? And people say, well, they don't want to interfere with high school football. You know, that Topeka High versus, uh, you know, Kiwanis State game is huge. You want to interfere with high school football, right? Okay. Uh, that's a stupid answer, but okay. But now that football has no qualms about, you know, basically running over college football, though, they, they won't run over high school football, but they're going to tell college football, I know this is your one day in the sun. Every sport has their one day, but you know what? <laughs> we don't care. We're taking over January 1st. See you later, college football. They'll do that, but they won't run over you know, high school football. Amazing. Dolphin schedule. I don't know if you looked at that. They may have the toughest four-game stretch out of any team in the NFL this year. They play a stretch of games in uh, December at San Francisco. At L.A. Chargers, at Buffalo Bills, so three straight home uh, road games, including one going from West Coast to East Coast. And then uh, after that little gauntlet, they return home and they play Christmas Day against uh, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Good luck. San Fran, Chargers, Bills, Packers. You give me a four-game slate that someone has that's better than that. And then they open up the season with New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Oh, good gravy. We could be 0-4 to start the year. It might be a long, long year. Uh, the schedule makers clearly did not do us any favors, but it is what it is. Pro football full circle. I'm sure they will break it down a lot more. Uh, ben Stevens and my guy Joe Lisi. That's coming up next right here on Sports Grid Radio. Enjoy your Friday, everyone. Don't be superstitious. Just stay away from ladders and black cats.